The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be talking about communicating with heart and skill. And with us today, we have three fabulous guests to have this conversation. We have Jenny Firmer, who is the Associate Executive Director of the Jewish Family Services in Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you for joining us, Jenny. My pleasure. Thank you. And then we also have two fabulous mentor teachers from the Neighborhood House Association's um, Head Start Program in San Diego, California. They are Melissa Romo. Thank you for joining us, Melissa. Thank you for having me here. Yes, and Luther Smith. Thanks for joining us, Luther. Thank you, Dr. J. Great. I'm going to ask each of you just to share a little bit about yourselves and your background just so that our um, listeners can have a little bit of a perspective with regards to uh, who you are and kind of what you're bringing to this conversation. Uh, Jenny, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, I am Jenny Fruma. I'm the Associate Executive Director of Elport Jewish Family and Children's Service of Palm Beaches. And I've been at the agency 26 years. You'll hear by my accent that I actually am a naturalized American, a USA citizen. Um, I actually was born in Zimbabwe, grew up in South Africa, and I've been in the States now for 32 years. I'm a licensed mental health counselor, a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm also nationally certified as a guardian. Um, I have really seen the agency grow and the community grow in which we exist. And um, I just really appreciate being here. I've done a, a, quite a bit of teaching and um, have also done local, state, national, and international presentations on working with specifically older adults and also administration and working in nonprofits. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, uh, Jenny, for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Melissa, could you say a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm actually a mentor teacher for... Um, the Neighborhood House Association Head Start Program, like you already mentioned, um, basically work with teachers, social service staff, early childhood administrators, primarily for focusing on the preschool age. So we use um, coaching and mentoring and also provide training for them. And I actually have a BA degree in early childhood and a master's degree in teaching. So... Um, I've been in this agency for around 11 years. Okay, wonderful. Uh, thanks for joining us, Melissa. Thank you. Yes, and Luther, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Yes, I, I, I'm, fr I'm not from San Diego. I grew up here. I went to the University of Washington, um, worked for the, in the juvenile justice system, and I've been with, Nintendo, with uh, uh, 
uh, neighborhood house associations since uh, 2002. Uh, like Melissa, I'm a mentor for the uh, Neighborhood House Association, and our major focus is uh, mentoring teachers, uh, uh, administrators, uh, administration, social service workers, and providing training. Uh, also, do uh, I'm a certified CPR first aid instructor, and I provide that service for the agency as well. Wonderful. Well, glad to have you with us on the line today as well, Luther. Thank you. Yes. Jenny, I want to ask you to just maybe start with just sharing your thoughts with regards to why communication is so important in the workplace and who, as it relates to, you know, us being um, nonprofit and public servants, uh, why is it important for us to communicate effectively and who do we have to communicate with? Okay. Um, Well, I think communication is the basis for all human relationships. And so I think... um, if we're talking about the workplace and we're talking about teams and flexibility and communication and all the things that make a high-performing organization be able to do its work, and in our case, for example, provide social services along a continuum of care and to all ages, um, I think that that we really have to develop a way of communicating that is courteous and it sounds so very, very basic, I know, but that is courteous, respectful, one uh, in which we develop a culture of being able to share and express ideas and thoughts openly, yet professionally, um, able to accept constructive criticism and be assertive in the way that we're communicating. I think that... When I think of leadership in particular, and I think about how there are so many different ways to be a leader and so many leadership styles, I think of one of being able to really want people to follow you as in being influential and persuasive rather than leadership by command, which I think is is in some ways a simple form of communication, even though at times you really do have to be very directive that creating a culture in which people are able to communicate with themselves and who we communicate with are board members. We're communicating with our peers. We're communicating with supervisors, supervisees, and then all kinds of stakeholders like volunteers. Um, Obviously, our clients being in a a service organization, um, donors being able to really get the message out there Um, being able to engage people from the community who want to open up a checkbook and support the organization. And then there are all the other stakeholders, agencies, those with whom we work, private, for-profit, non-profit, as well as public agencies. And, And I think what strikes me when I really sat down a few minutes to think about communication, um, anticipating the kinds of things you might be asking us, was that we really have to have a huge toolbox of communication skills and communication techniques in particular because depending on who we are interacting with really influences or impacts the kind of communication we may have. Definitely. Thank you so much, Jenny. And I'm just going to add another stakeholder to the table that you've kind of covered but just want to actually say it for our um listeners that are in the public sector, which 
I worked in for a number of years, and that's the uh, elected officials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Uh, Luther, Melissa, anything you'd like to add with regards to why communication is so important and those that we are charged with communicating to? Um, I think that as, as being in the, in, the, in the public service work, that it's important for us to communicate with and to our client. And it's really important for us to uh, be able to determine what their needs are because whether it's in leadership or in service, it's important for us to meet the need of that individual in order for them to accomplish what it is that they're trying to accomplish and, and mm-hmm. for us to provide the service that we need to provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's critical with regards to um, <clears throat> part of that equation with regards to the purposefulness, as Jenny was talking about, with re- as relates to communicating, it's that um, it's the courtesy, it's the um, being open so that ideas and um, information can be exchanged, but an important part of that, absolutely, Luther, is trying to be able to determine needs so that we can support those needs being met. That's that's how we figure out how we can be of value, is by first understanding you know, our huge part of it is understanding what the need is. Melissa, anything you'd like to add? Yes, I just would like to comment on Jenny's comment about um, the toolbox. Uh huh. I think it's very important what she said, having a toolbox, because every person that we interact with, we communicate differently, since we all have different personalities, come from a different culture. Um, we're, we're all, like, we all have our different ways of communicating. And I think that toolbox is important because we can't communicate the same to everybody. I think each, each we have to commu- learn how to communicate individually with people. Mm-hmm. Some people may need more specific information, more feedback, um, acknowledge more. Other people, you can be more direct. It just depends on um, on their personality and, mm-hmm. and that relationship we have. Mm-hmm. with the people we communicate with. Yeah, excellent. I love that thought. What comes to mind, Melissa, as you're sharing that, there is a um, a wonderful leader I worked with. He was previously at the city of San Diego as the water director. His name was Frank Belock, who's now working over at the county, but I um, I should say the county water, county, San Diego County Water Authority. But in working with him previously on a communication plan, um, he framed it as, he said, communication is about making sure they know and making sure they care. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. How we frame that message mm-hmm. for each audience is real important or each person or participant in that communication process because not everybody cares about the same thing and yeah. not everyone will hear it or receive it in the same way as you mentioned, uh, Melissa. Mm-hmm. So I think an important part of the communication process is, is what you're saying with regards to framing it and understanding that um, not everyone's going to get it the same way, so we have to be willing to be flexible in our delivering of that message, um, mm-hmm. as well as flexible in our willingness to hear messages yes. coming to us mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Jenny, you want to jump in and say anything else about that? Yeah, well, it kind of <clears throat> excuse me, reminds me of, of um, Sola Lansky, where he writes in Rules for Radicals. He says... One can lack any of the qualities of an organizer with one exception and still be effective and successful. The exception is the art of communication because it does not matter what you know about anything if you cannot communicate to other people. 
Yeah, it is. It kind of goes back to what you said. It's the basis of all of our human relations. Mm-hmm. I think you started off with that um, statement, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luther, I'm going to ask you to just uh, maybe think about and share um, if something comes to mind with regards to a common barrier to communication that you have either encountered or observed in your work. Uh, well, one of the barriers that, that I can think of that to communication is... Let me ask you to speak just a little bit louder because it's okay. going to make sure everyone can hear you. Okay. Now, I think one of the common barriers to communication is... Um, finding a, a good balance between listening and expressing yourself. Uh, we, have, we find that, that some people are better at ex- expressing themselves while other people are f- better at listening. Mm, nice. And, and, because, and, and the ones that are, that are better at expressing themselves tend to uh, overwhelm people and are sometimes seen as uh, being uh, controlling or self-centered well, the, the ones that are better at listening end up feeling like their needs are not getting met. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that, that lack of balance there is a, is a, is a major... Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts with regards to how one might overcome that barrier? Uh, the, the, the first thing is that it's important that we begin to, uh, one, that we, are, that, we are listening, that we are good listeners, li- listeners that we listen well, but then we're able to express what it is that we what we need. We need to express our needs uh, by saying what we need, uh, what we want clearly and respectfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, in situations that I, I can think of, it's important to uh, uh, to explain okay what 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 is happening, what it is that that I'm feeling, and then what it is that. that that I need to have from this situation. Mm-hmm. I love that because sometimes when we get to the midst of of uh, what feels like a conflictual situation, the conflict has come about either because I haven't taken the time perhaps to really get in touch with what I need to where I can articulate it or perhaps how we're asking for what we need isn't being received because we didn't do the latter part of what you said, and that is communicating it respectfully, so being able to express our needs clearly and respectfully. I think we're going to uh, transition into a break. When we come back, uh, Jenny and Melissa, I'll ask you to kind of share your thoughts on the same. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. business you'll find the experts here voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264 or email dr g at dr.g at innovisions.org innovisions is a social enterprise of the neighborhood house association of san diego funds raised go to support the neighborhood house association's mission developing children families and future leaders of our communities through empowerment education and wellness 
ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Thank you for being with us. Today we have three wonderful guests who are speaking with us on communicating with heart and skill. I want to introduce uh, or reintroduce both the, all three of them. Jenny Fermer, who is the Associate Director of Jewish Family Services in Palm Beach, Florida. Thanks for staying with us, Jenny. Pleasure. And Melissa Romo, who is a mentor teacher with the uh, Neighborhood House Association Head Start Program here in San Diego. California. Thanks for being with us, Melissa. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes, and your co-facilitator on this very topic, um, who's also a mentor with the Neighborhood House Association here in San Diego, California, Luther Smith. Thank you for having me. Yes. So before we went to break, Luther had shared a fabulous, very practical piece around communication, and it's kind of finding balance between listening and expressing oneself and the importance of both. Um, Jenny, why don't we have you jump in, and then, Melissa, I'll ask you to share if there's a a um, common barrier that you have encountered or observed and what one might do to overcome that barrier, just kind of breaking down and looking at some basics that are real practical for our leaders around, our listeners around communication. Sure. Um, you know, when we were wrapping up, Dr. G, you kind of implied that sometimes being self-aware can really help with potential barriers, and, and I actually see that as a barrier in the sense that many of us are never taught how to be really effective communicators. We usually learn from other people's mistakes or other people as really good role models, but we really are really taught to be effective communicators, and so I think that part of being an effective communicator is also being able to do that self-evaluation process and walk away from something and go, ooh, that really didn't go the way I expected to it. I wonder what happened. Normally, we have the inclination to say, so-and-so just didn't listen to us. But rarely do we step back and go, I wonder if I was clear enough. I wonder if I, you know, really put the syntax and the words and my tone together and my nonverbal behavior almost, language together, in a way that I was really maximizing how someone might hear me mm-hmm. or how I might be perceived. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of communication barriers can really be, mm-hmm. because we'll never be able to control the next person. Right. 
we may never be able to make them more effective or better listeners, mm-hmm. but we may be able to really take a look at ourselves and be much more knowing right. about how we communicate and how we might be perceived. Yeah, and, and I don't want to lose your next thought, but I want to freeze that piece for just a moment because one of the things we um, talk about, and I have... Um, the good fortune of working quite a bit with the Center for Creative Leadership, and they use a model around leadership that talks about behavior, intent, and impact, and is one's behavior aligning with what their intent is and the impact they're desiring. And so really having us freeze and think about that regarding our communication when a message isn't being received how we intended, um, not necessarily defaulting to it being something about the other person, but doing what you're just saying, Jenny, and saying, gosh, I wonder... Um, one, recognizing the impact, but two, backing up and saying, gosh, if there's something I could have done differently with my behavior that would have been more in, li- more in line with my intentions and the impact I was desiring <clears throat> to have. Right. And I think if we really practice that, you don't have to do it after the fact. You can do it as it's happening. Absolutely. Or even before it happens. Mm-hmm. If I want this impact, then how should I engage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, other thoughts with regards to common barriers, Jenny, and, and any ways of overcoming them that you might think of? Jenny, sorry, are, sorry. are you reflecting? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought you said Melissa. Oh, actually, we can go to Melissa, and I'll come back to you. Thank you. So, Melissa, how about yourself? Let's have you jump in. Um, I was listening to Jenny. She was saying that um, communication is learned, and um, I learned how to communicate in the workplace, which is I have my – I have never been – I have, you know, I have my issues in the beginning because coming from a Mexican culture, you know, it's such a big family that so many conversations happen all at once. They're all raising their voice, you know, being very direct, and it's that's how I was brought up. So in the workplace, it's totally different. You have to be more reserved, um, think about what you're going to say, and then also communicate effectively. And this is when I thought, when I learned how to really learn how to communicate because this is people that I'm interacting with daily. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I have relationship with people and not just say, oh, here she comes, she's going to tell me to do this or mm-hmm. uh, have, have that expectation. So when I started teaching, um, communicating with children, uh, which was not that hard, but parents was one thing that I noticed. And I wasn't understanding their point because um, I haven't had my son yet, so I didn't understand what it was to be a parent. So that was a miscommunication because I thought I was giving the best, but I was not communicating with heart, more skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I noticed when I had my son that my priority is communicating with heart because children are like one of the most important people in this planet, and we have to learn how to communicate effectively and to understand that other people. And I think that's where um, it's important that we're able to understand, have empathy for people, understand other people's feelings before we communicate um, what we want or what we need, even even if we don't agree with it, but at least um, having an open mind and not judging about what the other person has to say, what they think, um, and really showing that you care and showing that you're being genuine. I think that's also um, very important. Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the common barriers because in the workplace we all know that there's many changes going on. Um, there are many 
especially with this economy, you know, um, stressful environments, people have their own um, problems at, at work, then we need to know, we still need to learn how to communicate with empathy and understanding the other person. Um, even though we don't know what's going on, but we need to assume that mm-hmm. um, their life is not perfect. That's that's my way of um, of communicating with people. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that, you know, I have to be empathetic and be um, judgmental, having an open mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my practice. No, excellent. I love that. And I like your starting out with another layer of what's important in the communication. And I think um, Jenny and I were talking quite a bit with regards to the whole interpersonal interaction as it relates to understanding the other person and the impact we're having on the other person. Mm-hmm. And you kind of brought in the layer around also understanding that within the context or within the culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's real important of um, being able to take the person in the context or the culture into consideration with regards to um, that whole interaction. Also love your breaking down, and mm-hmm. you're talking about at one point when you communicated with more skill than heart mm-hmm. and how you're now really um, trying to ensure you do both. And and I took from your conversation, Melissa, that, that when you say communicating more with heart, you were talking about communicating from a space of empathy, from a space of understanding and respect. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's not just about the message or the content mm-hmm. you're intending to get across, but doing so in a way where you're considering the other person and how they're perhaps going to receive what you're saying, which then allows you to go back to what Jenny was saying as relates to, you know, how do I frame this? How do I communicate that? Jenny even talked about, you know, the tone, and you also talked about body language, Jenny. I think all that wraps into that consideration then Mm -hmm. for being able to deliver that message effectively. Mm -hmm. So appreciate that. Thank you. Uh-huh. Jenny, I want to invite you back in and Luther um, as well with regards to um, what it means to really communicate with heart and skill, just what comes to mind um, for either of you. Um, I think for me it really is about being authentic. It's about, well, I'm a social worker, so just bear with me. But I think it's about being authentic. It's about... Um, really understanding oneself well so that you're able to understand and communicate in a way that is knowing. I always say, you know, if you're communicating and you're paying attention to both the content and the feeling behind what it is you're communicating as an authentic human being, you may be angry, you may be happy, you may be displeased or whatever, but that's the feeling part. So how do you weave in the content and the feeling together so that it goes back, I think, to something Luther was saying, that it's even. You're able to listen, but then you're also able to respond and express yourself as an authentic person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are no kind of hidden agendas. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. also the tone and it's the I statements. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled it happened that way. I'm excited for you. I'm ex- what, whatever it is that is being expressed, that it be clear and with intent. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's funny. I'm going to pause there, and I love the clear and with intent. I also like the um, piece that you're bringing out with regards to being authentic. And I'm also sensitive to our listeners who are thinking um, that. 
sometimes that honesty um, and self-disclosure um, that um, some people will correlate it to be the same. And I, and I want us to make the distinction that, you know, certainly for myself, I hear the voices that say everything, every place is not safe for me to just self-disclose everything. And I honor that, and I think that that's wisdom and that's wise. I think we can be honest and then decide what's appropriate in each space to self-disclose based on the relationships and based on the context and the culture. So, and, and I would go, I would disagree with you to the extent that I think of self-disclosure as me sharing my own personal needs or my own personal life in a way that is only unrelated to to working with somebody. So in the workplace, we have formal and informal relationships. Absolutely. So, for example, if I'm talking with a board member or a potential funder or a grantor, I'm clearly going to be very much more circumspect but still authentic. Right. And, no, I agree with that. I think the authentic, absolutely honest, absolutely, and what one might self-disclose Yeah would be appropriate given the relationship. Right. I actually do have a short story. Yeah. This, you know what? We weekend, have 30 minutes. I mean, sorry, 30 seconds before we're yeah. going to go to break. This past weekend we had an event, and it's somebody who funds one of our programs, and we were having a conversation, and I disagreed with her, and she told someone else she enjoyed our conversation. Why did she enjoy our conversation? Because we argued and debated, and she enjoyed that. <laughs> So when we come back, we're going to pick up on your story and your thoughts with regards to that. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more on Leadership Matters. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Get ready for an exciting and eye-opening hour every week on Globe Talk with Avisant. Join your host, Kevin Parikh, for an inside look at the world economy with a special focus on technology and its impact on humankind. We will invite the top industry experts to our forum and answer your questions, too. Globe Talk with Avisant airs live every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are 
listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about communicating with heart and skill, and we have Jenny Furman, the Associate Executive Director with Jewish Family Services in Palm Beach, Florida, with us on the line. Thank you for being with us still, uh, Jenny. My pleasure. Thank you. And Melissa, a mentor teacher with Neighborhood House Association at the Head Start Program here in San Diego, California. Thanks for being with us still, Melissa. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes, and Luther Smith, also a mentor with the Neighborhood House Association Head Start Program here in San Diego. Both mentor, both um, Luther and Melissa both facilitate a piece on this um, with our Family Credential Program. So um, glad to have you on the show and sharing a little bit about what you talk about when you're working with our social service staff as well as mentoring the teachers here. Okay. Ju- um, Jenny, before we went to break, you were sharing about a story. Well, the story was, and something that we've been talking about is being authentic. And um, I had a donor who was talking with me at an event, and she funds an employment program, career resource program. And we were talking, and, and she was asking lots of fabulous questions, and I was responding. But there were times I really pushed back because of her expectations of people who can be employed, and I was trying to help her understand that not everyone is job ready. There are maybe other things, concrete needs, emotional needs that have to happen or rather people need help with before they can really be job ready and actually go out and look for a job. And after that, she told our executive director that she'd really enjoyed talking with me because we had argued. And I looked quizzically, but then what I realized is that later on when she came back, she enjoyed the debate because this is someone who is not used to having somebody disagree with her, and yet I was not disagreeing with her, but maybe pushing back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think communication is is really very complicated, and we're not always aware how we're perceived, Mm -hmm. positively or negatively. Right. So how would you have thought that you were being perceived in that situation? That we were having a discussion, that we were engaged in um, some sociological kinds of dialogue, <laughs> um, you know, uh, far-reaching, and yet I was there advocating for clients and advocating for the organization in terms of serving clients. And here she kind of was enjoying this pushback because not many people engage her that way. But I was just being authentic as a professional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, thoughts, Melissa or uh, Luther, with regards to hearing that? Yes, one thing that, that uh, Jenny said was about in the last thing she said before her story was about intent, being intentional. Uh, the word I was going to use was with a purpose. My, as, as, a, uh, as providing a service, you have to have a purpose, and it has to be to meet the needs, discover the needs, and work with that individual or that that service or whatever the entity is you're dealing with. So your purpose has to have them at the center. So more important than getting my point across, more important than uh, 
trying to prove a point is to to meet a need. Mm-hmm. I, I love that being able to to um, particularly as it relates to our client model, um, keeping in mind that the purpose is really to discover and meet their needs and having them at the center of that intent. Um, love that thought, Melissa. Anything you'd like to add to that? Um, I think Jenny and Luther pretty much covered um, about the intent. Um, and I know that sometimes um, personality has a lot to do with it too. Um, some personalities are more, some people are more direct, some are more not as direct. It just, and I've, I've experienced that my personality is very, um, maybe not too, in the beginning, like very, not quiet, but, you know, not jumping in as much in the beginning, um, kind of testing the waters if I don't know people that well. And that that can be a good thing or a bad thing, and some people might might interpret it as me being shy or not being competent, or other people may, might see it as being professional and reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just people have their own different assumptions, and that's, I think, enough that's also another, we talked earlier about common barriers, um, mm-hmm. assuming, mm-hmm. you know, people's personalities without really knowing them. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's also things, also something that I try to avoid because in our agency we deal with so many people, so many positions, so many levels of administration that we have to learn um, not to assume and to be <coughs> open-minded and learn really where that person is coming from. And as it relates to to communication, one of the techniques, Melissa, that I found really helpful is to ask a lot of open-ended questions Uh Mm -hmm. so so that you are able and you offer an opportunity for someone to kind of talk a little bit more about and you can learn a little, in a brief moment, a little bit more about them Mm -hmm. in terms of personality. Mm And before we move forward, Jenny, I want to back up a little bit because I think that there is, um, I think there's a need, particularly with those, I think at every level within the organization, be it at the top, middle, bottom, wherever one might find oneself, um, there's that dance um, with regards to being authentic and um, and and being able to communicate what I want to say authentically, respectfully, and also having wisdom um, because I don't think that, I think people are always gauging to what extent they should take a risk with sharing their ideals and their thoughts and their feelings. Uh, I, and I just want to acknowledge yeah. that because I, I think I, that I really, depending upon mm-hmm. the organization, I mean, you're in an organization, Jenny, where you're at the top of your organization mm-hmm. and at the top, you're at the top with someone who cares about you <laughs> mm-hmm. very much so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And others are in an organization where um, they're in a different space. And depending upon how much power and influence, my, what I'm saying is not to have them not be authentic, but I, I am empathizing with those who are listening and who struggle with that because of the reality of their um, of how much risk taking is safe within the culture that they're um, dealing with and navigating in. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you bringing that point up in terms of sensitivity. Um, my personality, as 
you know Dr. G in some ways, is really working at having created some of the culture mm-hmm. where we really value professionalism, where every single person, regardless of what position you have within this organization, is one in which you have the right to be heard, not always, dis- not always agreed with, mm-hmm. but always which the right to be say, heard. And that's a great example of an inclusive culture. Where a, a, a culture that has been nurtured, um, such as you're describing, Jenny, is one that is inclusive. And so it makes it easy for people to take the risk that are connected with being authentic and sharing one's thoughts and one's feelings and one's ideas. And there are cultures where that inclusiveness doesn't as a culture exist. doesn't exist. But let me take it back, uh, give it back to you. Yeah, and and I think that there's always a concern about retaliation and there's always a concern about whether one takes the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes as a professional, in order to grow, we do need to take the risk, but wisdom, Cheryl, as mm-hmm. you said, is really part of that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. also being very self-evaluative mm-hmm. and going, you know, how do I really present this kind of... Um, as a point rather than me oozing all my needs. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And so, yeah, just wanted to um, put that back on the, on the mm-hmm. flag because I think it is so important and I think it also is a, is a, um, a struggle. Yes, and I appreciate you really pushing back on that. Yeah. Um, Jenny, I want to stay with you and um, ask you to just share as relates to executives and, uh, and some thoughts with regards to those who are in, like, a senior leadership position in an organization, what can they do to communicate more effectively with constituents that are internal as well as external to the organization? That's a really loaded question. Um, it, as it relates to both internal and external and, and being in a leadership position, um, I have a a uh, board member who for many years has been an informal coach. Um, he is a PhD. He worked in big corporate for many, many years before he retired, and we're very fortunate to have him. And what he often says to me is, Jenny, you are a leader. In a leadership position, everyone watches you really closely, even those things that you're not even aware of that you're doing within a leadership role. People are watching you really closely. And I think that is the same in the external environment as well. It's when you represent an organization, people watch you really closely. And so we've kind of been talking about personalities and we've been talking about how we not, may not always be aware of how we come across. And I, I don't ever think, Dr. G, that you arrive. I think becoming an effective communicator regardless of what position you have in the organization, as a leader, I learn every day. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't quite get there. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we ever arrive and go, wow, you know, today I made it. I'm an effective communicator. Right. Mm-hmm. We learn every day, and mm-hmm. it's, it's being open to that learning that I think makes us more effective. Mm-hmm. I love the being open to that learning because I think that that's critical um, for those who are leading, because sometimes we can get to a space within the organization and think that we only want to listen to certain layers or to certain sources, but being open to listen from a variety of different sources can be very helpful 
in and a I, leadership and I, path. Yeah, and I think that's the key between the skill and the heart. Mm. Say a little bit more about that. I, I think that, that we can talk about how you can be an effective leader and, you know, talk verse about what leaders do and, and what skills they should have. But at the end of the day, it's really ultimately about how people are willing to follow you and about how, you, how effective you are as a communicator, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how you really can impact people positively. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're getting ready to take a, another break, and Melissa and Luther, when we come back, I'm just going to ask you to maybe share your thoughts with regards to um, what leaders can do or really what service providers can do. Um, those men might say leading from a teacher, social worker, case manager, utility worker, peace officer, some of those who directly serve the public, what might they do to enhance their effectiveness in communicating with those that they endeavor to serve? So we're going to take a, a quick break and be right back with more on Leadership Matters. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. 
Um, Luther, we were going to start with you sharing a little bit more about what service providers can do to enhance their effectiveness in communicating with those that they serve. Yes. Um, I think it's important um, as service providers, and that's what we are to provide a service, that we create an environment that is where the person we're offering that service to is open to communicate with us so that we understand their needs. And that, that really comes from a mutual, respectful position. Uh, it's important that, that they feel respected in order for them to be, uh, to be comfortable with expressing themselves. It's one thing you said earlier, you said uh, you made a statement, making sure they know and making sure they care. Um, just to turn that around a little bit, I think that it's important that they know that we care. Mm-hmm. We may not be able to meet their specific need, uh, but it's important that they know that we care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we may have a lot of information. We have, may have more things that we can offer, but they really don't care how much we know until they know that we care. Because right. once they know Absolutely. that we care, we, mm-hmm. okay, then they know that we are working with their their need at hand. And, and, and that's the most important part that I think we can offer them, is that in order to meet that need, I have to be, they have to feel comfortable with letting us know what that need is. And okay. if they know we care, even though they, we may not be able to meet specifically what it is, they're open to working with us to do what it is that we can do. Okay, great. I don't remember who actually um, was the person that was that coined it or you know, who we're quoting, but I know that there is a very common phrase that says people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a wonderful summation of that, Luther. Thank you. Melissa, how about yourself? Um, I, was, I think it's important for service providers to... Um, just learn what type of, um, I'm going to say, customers they work with. Um, And by service providers, I mean teachers, social workers, case managers, um, just people who serve the public. Um, I noticed that it's very important to use a strength-based approach, focus on positive aspects of um, a a person might have, even though... um, there might not be a connection with that person or that person might not seem as friendly or might seem very negative. We still have to work on focusing on the positive. So um, because everyone's good at something, and that's what I believe, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though um, you might not get along with another person, you still know that you have to stop judgment, judging, um, have an open mind, and learn how to separate your personal ideas from your work relationship and knowing that um, they are good at something and then you mm-hmm. build on that. I think okay. um, it's important because we work with many diverse people, um, like social workers. They work with, they can work with families that even um, neglect their children um, and also people who are foster children. So I think um, it makes a big difference that we don't judge. You know, mm-hmm. we work, we build on those strengths. Because mm-hmm. I think that's, um, I think um, Jenny was talking earlier about being genuine. Um, I think it's important that 
And also Luther was saying that we care and that we're being honest and genuine and that we're really there for to provide a service. And um, I've been thinking a training I attended a couple years ago about um, customer service. So think of a business that has great customer service. Do you keep going to that business or do you say even though the this service is um the service they provide is might be more cost efficient, I still don't want to go there. I prefer to pay a little more but get better service. Mm-hmm. Um I just think of that um as learning how to communicate effe- effectively with people and know that if people can't communicate effectively we don't take it personal. We just learn how to like I say again, um, not be judgmental and have an open mind. I think that's part of um, not letting it affect you personally, you know, and learning how, learning how to deal with stressful situations. Um, for me, I think that's what um, is very important. Okay, great. So I, I, I love the uh, two of those together uh, with regards to Melissa and Luther. Um, both of those, it kind of goes back to where it, what Luther started uh, with regards to saying creating a space where people want and are willing to share, and part of that creating a space where they are wanting and willing with regards to sharing is to hold them in esteem by, as you were saying, Melissa, focusing on some strengths and not being judgmental but being accepting of what it is they kind of bring to that space and conversation. I think we find the same thing with our employees and dealing with supervisors, um, creating a space where people are willing to share so that we can then move forward with what it is we're trying to accomplish. Jenny, I want to invite you back into this conversation. Thoughts that come to mind? Well, thoughts that come to mind are both for, for us providing the service and also for clients, and that is one of stress, that when we're experiencing a lot of stress, um, as sometimes our clients do, that it can it can potentially be a barrier to effective communication because psychologically we almost like find ourselves just focused on our beliefs, experiences, goals, and values and aren't always that open to hearing new messages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. And I'd like to um, kind of go back to a model that really helps us to think about what's the vision that we're trying to accomplish and having the conversation stay there versus sometimes on the idiosyncrasies of the um, persons that are in the midst of that interaction. So I don't know if that made much sense. The focus on the content as opposed to all the individuals in the room. Yeah, and I think going back to what Melissa said, that sometimes people aren't the best communicators. And if I focus on what's not happening but versus what I'm trying to get across and the vision and keep trying, then uh, I don't get derailed in my efforts. Whereas if I kind of go into a whole bunch of stories about how they're not communicating well, how they're not listening, how they don't get it, I spiral down off from the vision. It's going to be harder for me to support accomplishing whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. Um, So that's just one might say a random thought that kind of came to my mind too. Mm -hmm. Closing thought from each of you. Uh, Luther, why don't we start with you? Closing thought? Closing thought is, um, for me, I think it's really uh, important. Uh, Communication is, uh, as we began with, is the, uh, that that is the major part of what we do. And it's important that we come into it with an open mind, that we're we're open to, and that's one thing that Jenny said that was really important, that, that being open to receive new thoughts and new information. And so as we want to get up 
try to get a point across or provide something, we need to be open to receiving information from the that person as well. Great. Thank you. And closing thought from yourself, Melissa. Um, I think um, I would like to comment on what Luther said earlier about um, learning how to balance listening and expressing. Mm-hmm. So I think that we have to keep in mind and keep it's it's a daily thing that we had like um also Jenny said that we're always learning um being mindful that we have to balance listening and expressing with every people that we interact with and even though it's a short or long interaction it's important that we're all, we're being mindful of the other person's comments and learning how to listen and knowing when to um respond Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And a closing thought from yourself, Jenny. Um, I think for me, communication begins with what I quote, think of as emotion intelligence, which is that self-awareness um, and interpersonal skills and an understanding of cross-cultural differences. And also, I think from a leader perspective um, and mentoring leaders, potentially, you know, growing leaders, I think that they need, we need, and it goes back to my concept of a toolbox, and I really think of it almost visually, is that we need to be able to analyze an audience in every situation and then really with purpose, as Luther said, or with intent, develop a communication strategy that helps facilitate us accomplishing our communication objectives. Wonderful. And with that, I want to say, I'm going to end on a quote that I know there's a book called Fearless Change by... um, Judy Salinger. I'm not quite sure of who the um, person was that Julie got it, Judy got it from, but the quote was, communication is to relationships, but breath is to life. And so if I can manage my communication in a way that I am um, interacting and communicating in a way that's consistent with the relationship I want to have, then that's what I can produce in that relationship. So if I communicate in an agitated way, I'm going to have agitation in that relationship. But if I can manage where I communicate in a respectful way, then that's what I'm breathing into that, that relationship. So I want us to um, just kind of embrace and think about those words from Judy. And um, thank you um, each, Jenny, as well as Luther and Melissa, for being with us today. And thank you, thank you to each of our listeners for being with us. We're going to ask you to tune in next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more on how you, too, can make your leadership matter. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.